This is James Gunn with E-City Stargate and BBS Radio and Rumble and a few others. So we're broadcasting out there. We might put this show on uh, on YouTube because I don't think they'll censor this one, but uh, they've censored all the others. But uh, anyway, they uh, for those who haven't heard yet and uh, don't send sadness or sorrow or condolences or anything else, but my mom passed over yesterday and uh and it's a good thing it's not a bad thing i mean she's been hanging on she was 94 and uh and she finally lost her fear and and moved over so crossed over and uh you know a lot of people you know there's there's a little emptiness there and a little little interesting but uh, having died myself a couple times and and been experiencing the other side so much i live more on the other side than i do on the earth it seems like but uh the uh you know it's pretty clear that you know we do continue so i wanted to talk about uh ndes on the show and there's a ton of questions that i wanted to answer about that but uh, getting into ndes uh, for those who haven't heard of ndes they're near-death experiences and some people had different degrees of near-death experiences and so i wanted to cover that and uh my uh it was kind of like with my mom, she had a really hard time, a lot of fear of the other side and fear of crossing over. And, and uh, um, you know, she when she finally, you know, faced that fear and let go of it, you know, all these beings showed up. And she first had seven different different beings waiting for her. The masters, Mary, Yeshua, all the masters were helping her lose that fear and get over it. And then, uh, and then it took a while. It took an, an extra day or so. And then, and then the other beings, eleven more came in, and she had a whole host, you know. So it's very important. And and one of the caregivers that was helping her, I didn't realize this, but her husband was an, an ordained minister, and so he said a prayer, you know, right when it happened when she went into the hospital. And uh, I checked into it. I go, you know, she's remarkably clear. You know, so I was really surprised. I thought being in a hospital would have a lot of clearing to do and things like that, but I didn't. And then I found out later that that this other guy did this uh, wonderful prayer for her and and uh, helping her in her transition. So uh, it works. You know, prayer works. It doesn't matter what denomination you are, what faith you are, whatever. You know, as long as you start asking for help and do it in the right way, things happen. And uh, so I wanted to talk about that. And we stress on the show the importance of healing unseen negative influences. It's so important to heal unseen negative influences. A lot of our thoughts aren't ours. There's a lot of interference. And especially when you cross over, there's all these beings hanging out waiting to interfere with your journey. And so you keep those out of the way and, and hook them up with the higher dimensional beings. And then they get to where they need to go. 
so there's so many different things that happen during during death or during crossing over. I don't like the word death. I don't like to hear I lost my father or mother or things like that because you didn't really lose them. You just can't contact them anymore. And uh, because of that belief. And sometimes you, I, I think if there is something to lose, lose that belief, you know, because they do continue. And they probably are trying to contact you and, and assist you and giving you guidance. So just as there's good guidance coming in and they're trying to help you in your journey on earth, there's also negative interference as well. So both guidance guidances are happening. A lot of people that are schizophrenic, they don't know how to clear the unseen negative influences so they can talk to the right ones. When they learn how to do that, they become uh, healers and teachers and counselors and things like that. And very good ones you know, because you're getting information from higher dimensions. So it's very important to, to understand this now. As far as NDEs, um, there's a lot of books written about NDEs, and it's very complicated. It's not as easy as people think it is. So, but the simplicity part of it is you go according to your consciousness. So your consciousness is filled with love and joy and bliss and guilt and fear and unworthiness and a whole plethora of, of uh, or a plethora of, of events, you know, that have happened, you know, wrong conclusions from past experiences, everything. And so the more you clear the old, you know, fear, guilt, and unworthiness, and the wrong conclusions from past experience, the wounds and traumas, and you focus on love and joy and bliss, the higher your frequencies rise. The higher your frequencies, the higher you go when you cross over. And so we live in a multidimensional universe and there's so many different planes and dimensions out there. There's whole civilizations on them. Uh, you've got, you know, the, even the Bible talks about the sons of Arcturus, the sweet energies of the Pleiades. Uh, you know, there's all these references to that. So uh, there are whole civilizations out there. Heaven's just not a bunch of people with harps on clouds. I'm sorry. It's 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 a lot more. If you need a harp and a cloud, you you can get one, you know, for a little while until you get bored with it. But uh, anyway, there's many, many levels. Okay, so I'm going to kind of get the dark stuff out of the way first. So if you've lived a life of separation, a life of a lot of, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in fear or in a victim mode or, or, you know, you have a lot of anger and a lot of guilt and unworthiness. You don't really go anywhere. You're on the wheel and you just keep reincarnating over and over again. And uh, and the fourth dimension is the wheel, the wheel of reincarnation. And so when you're in the wheel, what happens is, is that if you go into the lower levels of the fourth dimension, that's where all the crazy stuff happens. You've got greys, reptilians, um, demonic type energies, the gym, all these weird things happen in that lower level. Fallen Anunnaki, there's, there's levels in the lower levels, levels within levels. And and so you can be affected by all that too, as well, if your frequency goes down. So if you're really sick and ill and really angry or, or, or running major victim patterns or really sad or sorry, that drops you down into those lower frequencies and they can mess with you, they can connect with you. And so you wanna get out of that. You know, nothing's worth joy. Nothing's worth love and joy and bliss. And that's your natural state. So we have to get back to that. So I'll, I'll go more into that. But uh, but in, in the lower levels, um, a lot of people that were, were, 
you know, extremely victimized, you know, they died a horrific death or sometimes even a quick death will do that. They didn't, they didn't know they're dead. They're still expressing, can do that. A lot of poltergeists are children that have crossed over. They don't even know they've crossed over. They're still hanging out. And so I wanted to cover that. But uh, the, in the, in those lower levels, um, a lot of that's where you're hearing about all these wars going on. It's in 3D and lower 4D and it's multidimensional. And so there is a multidimensional war going on. There are 3D like gray reptilian type entities. There's 4D ones as well. And uh, there's serpent beings, royal reptilians, reptilians, dracos, uh, grays, tall grays, little grays, which are mostly little robot guys. And, uh, and everything in between. So the gray is a real gray area. You've got the gray alliance, which are really nasty beings that are self-serving. They're out for their, you know, humanity is, doesn't mean anything to them. And, uh, and then you've got other ones in between. So you really want to move out of that area. You want to hook into the beings that have actually gotten out of the fourth dimension and off the wheel. Because when you get into the fifth dimension, you're off the wheel of reincarnation. You choose whether you reincarnate or not. But in the fourth dimension, in the middle of the fourth dimension, it's just everyday people that are just doing the wheel. You know, they're reincarnating, coming in and out and just doing it over and over, trying to clean up their karma, or clean up, you know, the old guilt or fear or unworthiness, whatever they're, they're carrying when they crossed over. Uh, a lot of that burns off when you first cross over. There's a burn that happens and and when you go through dimensions, you can actually feel kind of a burn in a way you lose a lot of things, get kind of burned off. And then, uh, and the, uh, it's not a fire burn, but you, you, it feels hot. It's, it's, it's intense, but, uh, but you can go through these levels. And, and so on the, in the middle fourth dimension, again, you've got, you know, let's say Joe at Joe's garage dies. And he's in the middle of the fourth dimension. You tap into Joe and your car's broken down. And Joe will say, hey, check this. And all of a sudden you get this impulse. Hey, go check that fourth spark plug, you know, and you pull it out and, and it's all trashed and everything. So that can happen. That happens a lot, you know. So there's a lot of helpers in the higher fourth dimension. There are a lot of guides and a lot of teachers. But again, they're stuck on the wheel. And the reason they're stuck on the wheel is because they have some religious programming or cultural programming, some program that creates separation in their mind when they cross over. And so that belief system alone will keep you on wheel. So you have to transcend all religious and cultural boundaries. All, life ma all lives matter, I'm sorry, they all matter equally. And uh, you have to get past you know, any religious separations and all of that. You gotta go beyond all that and see the creator and all creation and everyone and everything. And uh, and which I know that's going to lead into some of our questions that I'll answer later, and and so that's how you get off of the of the off the wheel out of the fourth dimension. You get into the fifth dimension, and when you get into the fifth dimension, it's where creator knows itself to be man or woman, and man or woman know themselves to be creator. It's the merge of the two, and and a lot of Christians will have trouble with this, and I can explain this to you. In Jesus's life, when he came in, he said. He said, I'm the son of man. So he, he was the son of Joseph and Mary. That was his identity. Later on, he said, you know, wait a second. Uh, I'm, I'm a messenger. I'm getting messages from creator, from God, you know. 
everybody says no way and he's saying Yahweh, you know, so a little humor there. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, the uh, um, so he's a messenger, right? So his next level is he's a messenger. He's receiving messages and passing them on. And that was at a very young age, like 12 or 14 or something like that. He was doing this. <clears throat> so later on in his sojourn, he said, wait, I'm the son of God. I'm a soul. I came from creator. I'm not this body or this personality self. I'm a soul. I'm a spirit that has a body and a personality. And I came from creator. I'm the son of God, you know, period. And we're all sons and daughters of God, basically. It's written in the Bible in, in every teaching, you know. If you get to the meat and the heart of the matter, but uh, so so anyway, you know, he even said, "You would do greater works than I, for I go on to the Father," and uh, and uh, the uh, and so so basically, you know, what he's saying is that I'm moving on. I laid down the pattern, and this is how you do it. So anyway, so we're going to go past the Son of God. The last thing he said was, "I am God," which is totally immersion. So he became one with the one consciousness that encompasses all consciousness and all planes and dimensions throughout the multiverse. He was in this, he was pulling seventh dimensional consciousness into the third dimension. And, and so we can all do that. Just because we have a body doesn't mean we can't pull from seventh dimension, which is the God beings, you know, the gods and goddesses. And, uh, and those are beings that have kind of left identity and they totally immersed and became one. So when he said the Father and I are one, you know, you know, you know, the Father, I do nothing, the Father through me, doeth the works, things like that, where he's saying, he's saying that, look, I'm totally one with the source. I'm allowing the source to come through me, creator, great spirit, God, whatever you want to call it. That's what he was doing. And so he was, he was the example, the exemplar Christ. And he's not the only one. Many cultures had very similar uh, masters and teachers, which did similar things. So, and, uh, and so we have to get away again from the division, the separation and, and all religious programming, you know, and get into seeing the creator within all creation. And uh, I'll talk to you about that. People say, how do you, <clears throat> how do you get off the wheel? And that is how you get off the wheel. So, so anyway, we have, you know, thousands and thousands of years of, of, uh, engineering that we have to overcome social engineering we have cellular memory we have past life stuff trauma and things like that we have this life childhood traumas we have all this stuff that we have to kind of go within and clear out and how do we do that within each and every one of us we have the big eraser uh, again call it god creator great spirit the more you meditate the more you clear the more you actually own your sh shadow side and go into it and clear it and ask help from the higher masters and the source itself, you can raise your frequency and get off the wheel. So, so it's all about personal responsibility. If you're blaming and you're projecting and you're going to be a victim or a persecutor, even a savior, you're stuck on the wheel. You're going to stay on that wheel. So you have to just, everything just is, and everything is being worked out. And, and uh, you know, everybody has their journey. And so you have to understand that, you know, here we are to be of service, you know, to creation, the creator and all creation. We're here to serve, be of service to each other and the earth and help the earth evolve. Uh, you know, that is the highest you can get. I mean, you, you know, like the sun, the sun is shining on everybody equally. It doesn't say, oh, you can't have light. You know, you're a bad doobie. You can't have light. It's beyond that. It, it just shines on everybody. And that's what creator is. It's like the sun.
So, um, you know, you could say the son of God was the S-U-N of God. You know, there's a lot of different things around that. But anyway, the creator doesn't have an ego. It cannot judge. It's beyond that. And, uh, and but we, you know, personalize God and turn him into whatever our belief is. You know, a little old man with a beard in the ethers with a laptop taking notes and punishing the bad people. So, so you know, the guilt and the fear and the unworthiness and action reaction is real. It does happen. If you do negative and bad things, you're going to have negative and bad experiences. If you kill somebody, you know, his, his family and his lineage is probably going to come after you. You know, it's like that, that's kind of the way things work. Karma, there is a great balance that happens and these things are balanced. And so, it's funny just talking about this right now. I'm getting hit like I'm pissing off some entities on the other side, but, but we just do clearings and clear them out and then keep going. You know, So they'd like to hijack what I'm saying right now. So anyway, I'm going to talk about my near death experiences and, and some of the others. I want to talk about some of the others first, because like in, in my mother's case, we were observing her meditating, praying, and uh, asking, you know, all the masters, Mary and Yeshua and all the masters to come and help. And uh, there's a little resistance and there's some religious programming and some old social engineering that had to go away. And then finally she was ready to go and she went and she, and they, they she's off now. And, uh, and which is great. Everybody's like relieved. We're going finally, you know, she's free. She can do whatever she wants now. And, uh, and so that's that's going to be interesting. But she's being schooled on the other side now and being taught, trained. She's realizing things weren't at all what she's been told. And uh, the, the heavens are multidimensional and they're vast and they have light beings and light ships and everything else on them. So, so she's, she's getting a crash course and my son was right. <laughs> Not that I need to be, but uh, so anyway, so different people experience different things. So when you see a book on NDEs, NDE is relative to the individual and you're going to go where your consciousness takes you. And so your consciousness has a frequency. And again, you're going to go to the level that's frequency specific to your consciousness. So if you've been a good person and you've been of service and you love people and you love nature and everything else, you're out of here, gone. You're going into the highest levels. You know, if you've got a lot of guilt and a lot of fear and a lot of unworthiness, a lot of anger, a lot of self-serving things going on, uh, selfishness or entitlement stuff and things like that, you're stuck. You know, you're going you're gonna to have to keep, you're on the wheel. You're going to have to keep coming over and over again. And I tell you, if you're if you're a religious zealot and you're judging and condemning everybody else that isn't part of your congregation, you're stuck too. <laughs> you know, you aren't going to go anywhere. You know, so so that's just the way it works. But anyway, going back to that, so I I know some people have gone into the lower planes and just freaked them out, and they saw some very dark and ugly things, and that was that was a preview. Like if you don't get your act together, this is where you're going to end up until you're done with this nonsense and then you'll ask for help and a being will appear to you and take you out of that and take you to the next level. So uh, um, that's just the way it works there. And, and so, it, and again, it's your, 
your frequency is determined by the amount of love, joy, and bliss in your in your consciousness, and the amount of forgiveness, and the amount of uh, things like that, and service to others. That's going to really raise your frequencies. And again, if you have a lot of the other victim programs and sense of entitlement and selfishness and self-serving, you're you're not going to go very far. You're you're going to be stuck. And uh, and that's just that that's determined where you go. So the lower levels, as I said, are kind of crazy, weird stuff going on there. You don't want to go there. And you want to forgive everybody, release the past and move forward and focus on love and joy and bliss and get out in nature and meditate and things come up, just ask for help and clear them. And to get out of those lower levels, make sure you don't get into those lower levels. And the mid levels, yeah, if you want to hang out, if you're really attached to your friends and family and things like that, that's probably where you'll go. And you'll hang out on those levels and you'll finish up whatever and, and talk about what you did down here and then probably come back, you know most likely and then uh and then when you get into the higher levels up there you know you've got guides and teachers and you can have some very awesome spiritual conversations about god and the universe and things like that but still it's going to be limited now after that is the psychic barrier and you've got to pierce the psychic barrier you got to get through the psychic barrier into the etheric realms and and the higher dimensional realms and that's the fifth dimension on up and so when you pierce that and you get through uh, it's pretty intense when you go through that. In our transpersonal release sessions and our guided meditation, our group meditations, people pop and bust through there all the time. And they get their main teachers and guides come in and they get help, you know, getting through that. And so when you get into the fifth dimension, I mean, that is, it's awesome in the fifth dimension. I mean, you've got feline beings, humanoid feline beings. You've got all kinds of different kinds of beings. They're very loving. They're very protective they're very uh service to others uh there's a lot of masters in there there's whole civilizations there's inner earth beings uh there's elven beings there's um pladians you know there's orion council of light uh, beings there's arcturians and all that stuff you know in the dimensions above that so so when you get into the fifth dimension, it's it's that's where you want to do you want to get off the wheel and then you, then you can choose where you incarnate where you come in and uh, and so that's really what we want to do. And we are in chaotic times. There's a very trying times. I do know that. And uh, you can't take things personally right now because um, there's just a, it's really a mess. I hate to say it, but especially with all the, the jabs and the other stuff, it's r- really tying people down and hooking them into lower consciousness and and uh, and they're you know, having emotional outbursts and some are just walking around like zombies. And it's really sad watching that and and you know they'll get picked up on the other side and cleaned up and and moved on but uh uh it it, there are a lot of people crossing over right now much more than you can imagine you're not hearing the numbers the real numbers are what's really going on but there are and that's going to continue for the next couple years you know unless we bring out these new technologies that can undo all that and restore your dna and restore the patterns you know and, and uh and those those technologies are coming too. They have them on the fifth dimension. I mean, it's it's all about pure consciousness. They're in the high fourth dimension as well, and there are some here in the third dimension that they're bringing in. And and a lot of them, what they do is they restore the frequencies of your whole and healthy, perfect self from your etheric self, and they repattern your your body accordingly. Uh, that's how a lot of them work. They actually um, 
it's almost like acupuncture. When you stick a needle in somebody, you're creating an antenna and that antenna is picking up the higher fields of outside. And that's how that healing comes into position. And, and they know the energy fields of the body. And so they put a pin here and a pin there and it does it. Well, you can do it with energy and you can do it a lot of different ways. They have electronic acupuncture. They have all different types of things, but you can actually do it with energy. And that's what a lot of these med beds will be doing. But you can actually regenerate, you know, you can regenerate arms and legs and everything else. And, and I can't wait for that to come in because I just blew my rotator cuff out <laughs> on this arm and my back's talking to me like crazy and everything else. So I can't wait for these things to be, you know, available. And we, we haven't been showing up here like crazy lately and mostly benevolent, but we have had some real challenges with the other ones that are coming in and trying to stop this information from getting out. You know, they don't want this to come out. But, um, but anyway, um, so, so that's what we're doing. Um, a lot of people incarnated from these higher dimensions. And uh, they came in from the Pleiades or the Arcturians incarnated or the, and even Andromedans, a lot of Andromedans have incarnated on the planet. Some of these are mythologically known as archangels. They're eight to 10 feet tall beings with magnetized light bodies and they have a light universe they live in and light ships and everything and so i wanted to talk about that a lot of times when you get in the higher dimension you you don't have a body you know you're cruising around as an orb with 360 degree vision so you're just this big light orb and uh, that's what a lot of these orbs are they're just beings cruising around without bodies and some some when you blow these pictures up you'll see uh, nature spirits in there you'll see like a, a mountain lion in it or a lion or you'll see uh, uh, all kinds of things in them in these in these things a bear you know see a bear face in them and things like that and then you'll see human faces and I've seen like little pointed ear guys in some of these things and elven beings and fairy type things and stuff and they're cruising around as an orb and sometimes you'll open these things up and there's whole dimensions you know inside these orbs but they're gateways but there's many different types of orbs and, and light spheres. We have technology. You can actually watch them in real time at the ranch flying around the field. And uh, they're just beings without bodies. Now, some of the darker murky orbs, we see those really dark reddish brown ones. Uh, probably a good idea to start doing clearings because they aren't good. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be working with them. If you see a, a person that really wants for some reason they've been victimized and they believe they lost their power and they want to get the power over others. And you'll see those dark murky orbs around them or other dark beings around them because they're breaking universal law and they're calling in entities for power over others, which is, you know, the only beings you want to work with is beings that empower you and others, not, not, uh, and keep, keep teaching, you know, uh, unity consciousness and that we're here to serve and we're not here to overpower and manipulate or control. So if you are, if you are calling in, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm a warrior and I'm doing this and I'm going to vanquish this and that. And, and while well, you're calling in beings that believe in power over others and controlling and manipulating others and, and you're going against free will and, and universal law. So good luck with that. You're going to have fun with those beings. Uh, I run into a lot of that in my lifetime when I run into teachers and things like that, that have not kept themselves clear and they have allowed these other entities in and they do get power and they can get wealth and they can get fame 
and they can do some pretty cool stuff, but in the long run, you watch their life force just diminish and they use the age pretty rapidly and, and there's a trade-off. So you don't want to go there. Um, they, uh, you know, there's, you know, if you want to see that played out, just watch Hollywood. You know, they've sold their souls for fame, power, and money, basically. And, and, uh, uh, it's not turning out well. If you look at these actors, they're burned out, you know, at 40. <laughs> you know, they, they don't even look the same. It's sad, but you look and you go, God, what happened? You know, and a lot of them end up committing suicide or they end up with drug and alcohol problems and rehab and things like that because, you know, that's what the voices told them to do. You know, they're trying to get rid of the voices and trying to, to numb the voices or numb the memories of what they've done, you know, or, or things like that. So, uh, that's being played out right now in heavily in politics and Hollywood and a lot of the religions too, the, wherever there's positions of power and a lot of times positions of wealth, there's other entities that are coming in to try to, to run those, you know, to take over those positions. And so it's, it's not easy to be in a position like that and not get taken out or taken over. And cause that's what they're doing. There are some amazing leaders now that are, fully aligned with creator they are uh, aligned with service to others and they're aligned to universal law which is a good example of universal laws our constitution is probably the closest one on the planet and uh, and so they are working in, in that direction the white hats and things like that are working in that direction and they're not perfect nobody's perfect except for me no i'm just kidding <laughs> that's one of our jokes here but uh, you know what's perfect who sets the bar for perfection you know what I mean? Who, what is the perfect person and perfect being? And there's no such thing. With perfection, there's no evolution. So uh, it doesn't work. You don't evolve and uh, because you're stuck in this little perfect image, you know. So whatever that gets let go of that. And, and you're always going to judge yourself. Uh, I'm not perfect. I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. And what if you just accept yourself? Yeah, I'm a character. So what? You know, I've had people tell me I'm a cross between Jesus and imp and Santa Claus. And uh, he said, I kind of like the imp. You know, the imp is much easier to hang out, <laughs> hang out with. And and I use my humor and, and to push people sometimes and trigger people and get them past their stuff. And so, uh, you know, I don't want to be Jesus. I don't want to be um, any other master. I want to just make my own personal connection with creator and do the best I can while I'm down here. Yeah, I think that's all we can do. You know, we're while we're here, we're going to be imperfect. We're going to have problems. We're going to have. But again, if you just stop judging yourself and judging others, then perfection goes out the door and you don't care anymore. You don't need to. But um, let, letting that go. So going back to the um, crossing over, um, the, you know, a lot of times what if they go into the lower levels, we can say prayers and do clearings for them, for loved ones and things like that and help them move on and bring in the higher masters to pick them up and take them and teach them and take them where they want to go. And then clear out any unseen negative influences that are holding them down. When you're talking about suicide, you cannot commit suicide without having multiple entities attached to you pushing that agenda. And drugs do not stop suicide. They actually make it worse and so uh you know the whole a lot of the the drugs that people are using in these um the the psychologists and things like that that are prescribing these drugs are, are it doesn't work you got to process your stuff period 
you know, you got to feel it. You got to go into it. You got to release it. You got to release the past. You, know, you got to deal with your shadow side and you can get help in dealing with that. So there are a lot of enlightened psychologists out there that are using these techniques and helping people get clear. And they're teaching people how to heal unseen negative influences and things like that. I know quite a few that, that were destined for the rubber room basically. And, uh, and they broke through and they learned how to heal unseen negative influences. And now they're still working as psychologists and they have huge practices. And sometimes they'll, they'll say what they're doing. Other times they'll just do it in private and do the clearings in private. So it is really important. Can you imagine what if enough people on the earth just started doing these clearings? They're on our website. And, uh, you know, what if there were enough people doing this pretty soon we'd clean up all these unseen negative entities and, We'd invoke universal law and bring in the higher dimensions and and uh, and restore the planet and clean things up. So uh, it's really important to 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 really choose a spiritual life, you know. And and uh, I think I want to get to the questions because we have a lot of questions and uh, I never get finished with the questions. So I'm going to go into that. But but anyway, again, um, we need to release the past. We need to forgive our loved ones. And especially those that have crossed over and we need to accept, tell them we accept forgiveness too, as well, because they're trying to get, you know, process their stuff. That's why they're hanging around. They have unfinished business or things like that. And we need to let them know it's okay to move on, you know, and call the higher beings to take them where they need to go. And, uh, and don't, you know, the, the whole sadness and guilt and, and all that stuff, you got to let that go because you're holding them down too. And you're attaching to them and you're creating unhealthy attachments. So you got to let that go. Do the wake, you know, do the Irish wake, you know, at parties, say, yeah, they're gone. They're over on the other side, you know. People go, uh, why do angels sing, you know, when people cross over? Because it's a homecoming to them. It's not a death. It's actually a, a reunion. And so it's different. So we have to really look at things differently now. Because we are going to experience a lot of crossing over and a lot of people crossing over. And, and a lot of it's because of ignorance, some of it's self-inflicted, some of it's just because they couldn't let go of certain things and they end up creating problems in the body. You know, anger settles in the liver, you know, people's hearts are constricted, so they have heart attacks. And there's other other people trying to help you with that process and uh, by uh, injecting weird things in your body, but we won't go there. But anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and get to the questions because I think a lot of these questions will help help people. Kathy, my lovely assistant, is here to help me. So go ahead. If we can be brave enough to be in darkness when we die for a bit of time, instead of going to the light, can we choose a different path forward than reincarnation in this hologram? Uh, Going back, I didn't talk too much about my near-death experience, and so I want to cover that. And I've had several white light experiences after that and uh, and reunions. And so what I did was I I focused on love and joy and bliss. And my old training as, as lamas and yogis and past lives and things like that kicked in. And I went for that golden plane of bliss. And that's where I ended up. And I had a conversation with the being on that plane of bliss, that golden plane of bliss. <laughs> the chickens are going nuts out there. Um, so, so anyway, that was my experience. I went through multiple levels. I didn't stop to talk. I saw relatives on the way. I kind of waved as I went, you know, like, good seeing you. See you later. You know, I just kept going. So I ended up in the plane of bliss. And 
And while I was there, I just felt such love and such joy and such bliss. There's no words for it. And I asked, uh, <clears throat> I asked a question, you know, what, uh, oh, I guess we can't close the door. The chickens are going nuts out there. So, so I asked him what, you know, um, and when I got there, I just said, you know, how can I stay? I want to stay. And, and there's a communication that came back to me and said, I never told one of my children when to come or go. That's free will. And, and the next thing I asked was, well, how can I earn the right to stay? Because you're just so grateful for the experience. You're just, you're just totally blown away by it. And, uh, and so it came back and it said, uh, um, basically, you know, you can't earn what is given freely and unconditionally. So, so I'm getting a whole different image of God that I was, I had to kind of let go of the old image of the little old man with the beard, that judging wrathful guy and all that stuff. I had to let go of that. And, and so, uh, so next thing I asked was, how can I serve? And it came back to me and said, what do you want to do? What brings you joy? And, and I said, you know, I'd, I'd really like to um, go back and, and teach people about the true nature of creator of God, what it really is and get rid of all this fear and guilt and the worry, all these divisions that people are perpetuating down there. You know, the cultural divisions, the religious divisions, all that stuff that are perpetuated by the controllers. You know, we've got to let go of that. And the last, last thing I heard was that, as you wish. And next thing you know, I was back in my body and they're pulling me out of the ocean. And, and, uh, and so, so then it, it, I ended up with, 30 something 36 years of intense study with yogis and lamas and other master teachers as well as being taught from within by the other higher beings so so anyway that was my experience and i had several white light experiences so i would i would highly suggest is focusing on love and joy and bliss and and uh, and die with a smile on your face you know when you cross over die die in peace not in fear and uh, and focus on that on that that pure golden light, the plane of bliss and go to it. So that was my experience. And I hope that answered, I don't know if that answered the question, but. uh, When we die, are there imposters in the tunnel attempting to keep us trapped in this reincarnation cycle? What's the best thing to do when we get in the tunnel? uh, Like I said before, go for that golden light, that plane of bliss. You'll feel it. You know, you'll feel that energy come to you. And yeah, there are imposters in there. There's astral beings, there's greys, there's reptilians, there's all kinds of beings that would like to mess with you and, and divert your, uh, divert you, you know, into their world and feed off you and everything else. But if, if your frequency is high and your shield, you know, you can shield up, you can ask for protection, you can call on what they call watch angels or ascended masters or whatever your, your belief is. And, and you ask for them for help. And your your loved ones can help you too by their prayers and things, and you can get through without all that and clear that out. So we're very powerful. We know how to clear these things. We have we can bring the full love of Creator through our heart chakra into any situation. And love is the ultimate power in the universe. It's the manifesting force behind creation. So it's the cosmic glue that holds everything together. So that's that's where we need to go. What kind of life review do we experience? And how long do you think it takes to get another chance to get the opportunity to try and get it right the next time in another 3D experience? Yeah, we have a joke here. Enjoy your life review. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> when you have people just doing nasty stuff, just say, oh, I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy your life, life review, you know, so. And it's embarrassing. 
when when you when you do the life review, there's not judging, condemning beings. They're just showing you where you could do things better, where you might have messed up, and you're going to go, "Oh my God, I blew it. I could have been more giving. I could have been more loving, more forgiving." There, you know, uh, you know, I really, and that's why people reincarnate because they want to do it right, you know, mostly, and uh, and so they they said, well. Um, and also they're attracted to families and friends and things. They want to go back into those same families and reconnect with those friends. So your attachments will bring you back, you know, into that. So you really need to just, again, uh, just go for that golden plane of bliss and don't stop to talk and don't, don't, don't hang out, you know, and there, there's all kinds of, of uh, light beings that will come to help you. And there's, there's dark beings that will try to divert you. You know, that's just the way it is. You've referred to various types of individuals who will have all their negative influence burned away and they will, they will feel 10 times the pain they cause. Where do they go? Uh, I'm not saying that they'll all have their negative stuff burned away because um, again, they're on the wheel. They're stuck on the wheel. And so if you've had a whole lifetime of being selfish and harmful and, and mean to others and things like that, um, some of that gets burned, but not all of it. And, and, you know, there is a gift, there's grace and there's a gift. Now, if, if, if you can, from the heart and soul, which very, you can't do it from the mind, but if you totally forgive yourself and forgive others and, and connect to the creator, which is total forgiveness times bazillion, because it never judge you. It can't judge you. It's beyond that. Um, you can get out of there, get out of this mess, but, uh, you can't do it on a shallow, superficial, just say the words and it doesn't work. You have to be sincere. It has to be heartfelt and you have to really, you know, be brutally honest with yourself saying, I screwed up, you know, I blew it. Um, I could have done a better job and things like that. And then the help comes. Did the Alliance capture the reincarnation machine on the moon? If so, what the heck did they do with it? Yeah, I heard that, you know, the Acme Soul Sucker 2000 or something <laughs> machine on the moon. Um, you know, you know, I I really don't think they have that kind of technology because you can't really capture a soul. A soul is is powerful beyond your imagination. Now, your mental bodies and your astral body, you can play with that. You know, they can probably play around with that. Um, but on a soul level, no. Uh your your soul is 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 then that's what i'm saying a lot of times you reconnect with your soul and you move on and you drop the mental body and emotional body and and uh, depends on on your evolution but uh um i it never felt right to me i heard that you know soul sucker 2000 or something like this but there there there's a lot of weird stuff going on a lot of the ets the low level ets call the body a vessel and they can jump into that vessel. And if you're not using it, they can come in and use it. And uh, if you don't know how to keep energies clear or whatever, you know, and a lot of times they traumatize people. They go through ceremonies and traumatize people so they can actually have a body uh, so they can jump in. And uh, um, in a lot of when we do counseling work, we're clearing people at three years old and five years old and things like that, where they've come and they've, they, they've, totally tried to traumatize that kid to shut him down and not allow him to connect to his soul. And, and the people that have done rituals and, and ceremonies, dark rituals and things like that, well, they get a block 
it's almost like they get a, a wedge between their soul and, and all they're connected to is their personality and their intellect and their and their egos basically and, and those people are being governed by these other beings but usually it's by their choice some people are are have chosen to incarnate in, into families that are very powerful and very wealthy but they go through that ritual and so there's a choice on another level to be there but uh, hopefully they can break out of those programs you know i know people that have broken out of those programs that are very very connected in with what some people would call the Illuminati and things like that. They've, they've actually broken out of it and they're doing really good work right now. Does your soul linger here on earth before crossing? You know, your soul can linger here on earth before crossing. It can go around and, and try to reconnect and, and uh, you know, if you're an alcoholic, you'll go to the nearest bar and try to get your hit vicariously through others, you know, and, and if you go into a bar, you see all these people lined up saying, one more, one more drink, come on, one more drink, you know, so that's that monkey on your back. It's not really a monkey, it's an astrobe. But uh, um, yeah, you know, definitely that, that uh, you can linger. I wouldn't advise it. I, again, go for that golden plane of bliss. Is that, that's what I would say. Can the soul be present at its own funeral? Definitely you, a soul can be present at its own funeral. When enough people are gathered and thinking of that person, they're definitely going to pull it in, you know, pull that person in. Now, some people, when they cross over, they have schooling to go to. They go to their, they're in, some are in a hospital bed because they have to take in out of it gradually, you know, and, uh, and there's all the everything's white and they have beans around them dressed in you know whatever they need you know every culture is different so uh, uh some people have an indoctrination time where they have to be indoctrinated into the to the level that they went to and so so they may not you know come back around if they didn't go anywhere they can still hang around and mess with everybody you know if they want which is why you need to learn to heal and see negative it goes back to that you can clear your space and you can help loved ones move on and things like that. And it, again, it's on the website. It's in my books. So the healing prayers and the techniques on doing that is in all of my books. I put it in there because it's so important. And it's free on the website. Is there anything we can do to avoid getting stuck and being a ghost? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, again, same thing. Uh, don't hang out in that lower dimension, you know, get out of blame and projection and take brutal on, be brutally honest and take total personal responsibility for your world and then focus on the love and joy and bliss and ask for help from the higher dimensions and you won't be a ghost, you know, but uh, ghosts are real. I mean, they are discarnate spirits and they're hanging around and a lot of them will be hanging around areas that there's a negative vortex or, or there's a lot of energy psychometrized into the stone or metal of the building. And if there was a, uh, a war or uh, a mass burial or a mass gravesite or things like that, that those, those places have a lot of ghost activity. What was the most difficult thing to adapt in life when, you're, when you re- returned back to the 3D world and how did you balance yourself? Yeah, that's a really good question because when I came back, I was really struggling and I actually went and lived in the Redwoods in a tent for a while. Because people would say one thing, think something, and feel something different. And I was getting all three inputs. I was seeing entities attached to people 
And when the entities saw that I saw them, they would come after me and I didn't have the tools or the techniques and things were going in and out of existence. I saw little gold balls of light morph into an object and then, and then that object would disappear. And I was, and things weren't solid, you know, and it freaks you out when you don't have the earth to depend on to walk, you know, because things are going in and out of existence. So uh, it took me a while to get grounded and, uh, you know, I was talking to the animals and hanging out in nature and, and the trees helped me ground. And, and, uh, and then I little by little, I kind of adjusted and got back into, into society as much as I'm still out of society, but I'm, I'm trying to work. Uh, one of the llamas I studied with, he said, you know, James, you cannot do cave. And part of me, I just want to do cave. I just, you know, it, it's, it's crazy down here right now. And he says, no, you have to work on basic interpersonal relationships. And so, and, and he said, good luck. <laughs> he goes, that's the biggest challenge right now. And so, so anyway, but I think, I think I've had enough of that. <laughs> you know, I'm ready to do cave. Or, or, or that's why I built the retreat centers for people that are very loving and kind and want to live in a world where everybody's kind and loving to each other and, and you know, that want to evolve. Can you visualize or plan where you want to go when you cross over? Is there a technique you can recommend? You know, definitely you can. Uh, again, your your consciousness determines where you go. And so, but you can't go there sometimes because if you're carrying a lot of baggage. So again, you got you to gotta do with your shadow side. You got to release the baggage and, and, uh, and you can, you know, a lot of people are going back to the Pleiades and they're going back to the colonies on the, when the Ryan Council of Light. They're going back to Arcturus and Andromedans. And uh, there's Brazilian other places they can go to. Some people are going to, to planets where there are gnomes and fairies and all the stuff going on. They're all on the inner earth and uh, it's still existing to this day. So you can focus on those areas, meditate on them, and, and you can actually remote view them and actually go there out of body. And the more you do that, the pretty soon you're going to say, oh, this is where I want to hang out. And that's probably where you're going to go when you cross over. On the other side, are they constantly enjoying the spirit life? Are there highs and lows? Is it neutral? Is there a sense of, is there a sense of enjoyment? You know, on the highest levels, there's, there's a static bliss. And you can actually, we teach practices that allow you to connect into that ecstatic bliss. And so, and that is your true nature. That's the core of your being. And so, and there's different levels as you go down. And, uh, and so there are, you know, people want to be more physical, have more of a physical body and, and engage more and things like that. And so there's levels where they can do that. You know, there's other people that want to, want to engage things on more of an energy body and uh, they live in more of an energy universe and they have energy ships and they have all that stuff. And there's people that are more of a light body that want to engage things that way. So you determine what you want to do. I know at one time I went into the void and I saw where creation began and I saw two columns of, of orbs and light spheres and one was light and one was dark and when you looked at the dark ones they turned light and when you looked at the light ones they would they kept morphing back and forth so it wasn't good or wasn't bad and that's the first two polarities where creation begins and the monad creator whatever you want to call it we all have that within us 
actually splits there and creates positive, negative, male, female, yin, yang, or whatever. And, and then, so yin, yang is multidimensional and positive, you know, male, female is multidimensional. And, and so a lot of people go, when I meet my soulmate, I'm going to send and yada, yada, yada. Well, no, you, you make creator your soulmate because your soulmate might be like, your soulmate might be 90 years old and you're 12, you know, your soulmate might be, you know, there's a lot of things that could happen where your soul might might be in the fifth dimension and you're in the third. So, so that's a limitation. And I hear people all the time. I met my soulmate. I'm so in love. I mean, they're my other half and twin flame and you hear all that stuff and you see them like, you know, a couple of years later and I hate that person. I want to kill him. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and a lot of that's past life stuff. Those really strong draws are, are opportunities to heal past life things that, and, and you think it's your soulmate, you think it's that. And sometimes they're just really strong lessons that we have to go through. On, on the other side, do we maintain our individual soul or are we melted with it all? You know, both basically because, okay, when I was in that plane of bliss, I was unique yet one, which is a contradiction, but contradictions can come together there. And so it's like being a Gemini, you know? <laughs> you know? But, uh, but it's kind of interesting because you can be unique and you can have yourself, whatever you want to call that, and you can be one. So, so you can be a light being and you can be one with a greater light or a greater consciousness and energy and come together. And, uh, and, and so, and that's where Jesus was saying the father and I are one or whatever you want to talk about. It's not really a father. It's both. It's, it's beyond male and female, but, uh, you know, you can become one with the one consciousness, whatever you want to call it, that pure bliss, that those beings. And it's not just one being there's all these beings of the past, the bearded gods, all these different levels of beings that interacted with humanity you know, every religion has their bearded gods. And then there's, okay, who created them? Did they have a mother? You know, where's the female goddesses? You know, where you can keep asking these questions and go all the way to the top where there's no, no gender. You're beyond all that, you know? So there's no personality, no gender. No, you're just in that bliss state. How do we tell when it's our last incarnation on this planet? That's a good one. I think we're hitting the end of the hour. So I might have to wrap it up on that one, but how can you tell, you know, they say you ascend when you master judgment and you master your emotions. And it doesn't mean you give up discernment. Discernment's necessary because, you know, you need discernment. And, and uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's very important to master, master judgment. And, you know, when you can maintain that love and joy and bliss and that higher frequency, and still walk the earth, then you're really close to ascension. And uh, if you get, if you can walk through the chaos without getting pulled into it and walk through the dramas without being sucked into it and getting all the self-doubt and self-judgment and everything else that goes with those, then, then you're really close to so you're, you're ready to go. And, uh, and a lot of people, um, these kids now are incarnating. They're already, they're, they're loaded. I mean, they already came in from these higher dimensions and and we really need to support that and keep them clear and keep them, keep them uh, connected and listen to them basically. So uh, on, on that note, I think we've got to end it. We're out of time right now. 
But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope this helped. And, uh, you know, we're all sending prayers. Um, Don't worry about me. I'm good. You know, uh, uh, I don't need the condolences or anything else. Send me love and joy and bliss and send it to my mom and everybody else and and, uh, focus on that and send it to yourself, you know, and send it to those you want to release and forgive. And, uh, and we'll get out of here, uh, in one spiritual piece <laughs> anyway. So, uh, anyway, have a great evening, focus on love and joy and bliss, uh, keep an open mind, loving heart, pure intent, and, uh, we'll get through this. And, uh, we are going to be walking through some chaos here, but there's some really good news on the other side. So hang in there. Anyway, good night. Yeah. Mm-hmm.